episode is filled with so much sincere wisdom and experience and I cannot wait for you to hear it. My guest is my friend and cousin-in-law, Brittany. Brittany is another born and raised Nashvillian who loves her hometown. In this part one episode, Brittany tells about her upbringing and then graciously opens up about her battles with anxiety. This is such an important topic and there is not only experience shared but wisdom given. We talk about some of the lies that we believe when it comes to anxiety and ways in which we personally have done things that have helped with each of our own anxieties. If you are someone who struggles with anxiety, please hear us. You are not alone. And we hope and pray that you can find the help you need to work through it and fight against it. Next week, I will pick back up on my conversation with Brittany and hear her passion and love for music specifically worship music and what the Lord has taught her through leading worship. Thank you so much for being here. And now let's dive into the episode. All right. I'm here with my good friend, Brittany. Brittany, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Yes. It's going to be so fun. Um, so let's just dive in. Brittany, where are you from? I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. So born and raised. Born and raised. Yep. And Nash, you know, I've had a few people on that have been Nashville natives. So you're also one of the few. How do you feel? I know a lot of people are moving into Nashville. It's it's a booming city. Absolutely. I feel like we're growing into like a mini Las Vegas or, <laughs> because growing up, like it wasn't as big as it as it is now from what I remember. Yeah. And because we had like Opryland, which was um, like a theme park, which has been taken away. So if ever you got to experience that, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like you remember how great it was because <laughs> I was very little at the time. And so I, I remember like bits and pieces of what it was like. And it was just so magical to me. So I hate that that's been taken away. But also like, I feel like there's been so much good new things added mm-hmm. to. So it's it's great to see how much the city has grown. But also what cracks me up too is that apparently Nashville natives are considered like unicorns. <laughs> and I'm just like, at first I didn't know what that meant. I was like, what? You know, they're like, oh no, it's very rare. I'm like, how, how am I rare? Like, I don't understand. And I feel like a lot of people that I actually am friends with or know are national natives. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I've definitely met many people. I'm one of the people that, you know, at least lives near Nashville. But yeah, it's so funny that that's like a big thing now. Yeah, it's really funny. What is one of your favorite things to do in Nashville? I love just going around to like the local eateries. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things to do is just try new places and new cuisines. Um, but also, like, I love Arrington Vineyards. It's yeah. all like if you've never been there, definitely check that out. Like, breweries around town. 
um, just the Nashville nightlife in general. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. There's so much to do. Yeah. And there's I love that there are so many different parts of Nashville that are unique and different. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go to East Nashville, which is a little bit more hip. But, you know. Exactly. And then, but you can go to 12 South, which often tends to be kind of more of a touristy area. But there's so mm-hmm. many great places to go there. Right. Um, and then Broadway, which is always a hoot. You know, yes. it's just, like, really busy. and But there's so many. You can find parts of Nashville that are quieter and that are more busy and loud and that's so fun and they definitely have a lot of great places to eat I'm all about that (laughs) for sure so that's awesome so Brittany do you have any siblings did you grow up with any brothers or sisters yes I have an older brother his name is Dustin and he is eight years older than me okay um what was that like having like that eight year difference Oh, it was great. Uh, We never really fought growing up. So, I mean, we've always just been, had this just great connection and just this great bond and have always been able to just, you know, support and rely on one another. And I think that's so important to have. And he's just been this person who I can look up to. And he's been, now also too, like I could see things that he would experience and then it would prepare me for Mm -hmm. things that I might be facing down later, eight years down the road, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just, just that too was, was really, really cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's so neat because sometimes having that age gap, you might not be super close Mm -hmm. or it might not be able to go to one another, but it, I, I think it's been sweet to know and see that even from a young age, you guys were close, and then even now, I mean, you guys are good friends, you know? Yeah, like you're I mean, able- I honestly would consider him as one of my best friends, yeah. like, just that relationship. I mean, we go and hang out together and, you know, do road trips together and just different things, you know, so it's great. Yeah, it's a blessing. I love that. That's so awesome. So something that I want us to kind of discuss and would love for our listeners to hear is just kind of some of the experience you had when you were younger. Um, So tell me about, you know, school and some of your teenage years. So I faced a lot of trying situations at a young age that really haunted me for a long time. Mm. Some of it was related to trauma um, from tragic events to bullying and other things. Um, But one of the main things I struggled with was like severe anxiety. Mm. And it actually started when I was in middle school. So I, I can just, I remember just looking back on just recently how just the fear of the day to day really consumed me and I remember like my mom would take me to try and take me to school let's put it that way and (laughs) um I would beg her and just cry like not to take me and just the heartache that she went through and she I mean Shout out to my mom, because she was a rock. Um, Yay! <laughs> um, I don't know what I would have done without her during those mm. times, but... Moms um, are awesome. Yes, moms are awesome. Go moms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, I feel like, too, like, middle school, like, those years are such a huge developing point in someone's lifetime, mm-hmm. and so stuff that you go through during those during that age period, it's, it sticks with you. 
like for for life mm-hmm. like is that's not something that that you forget in words stick in events stick and it's just like I mean sometimes I, I'll just be doing something casually and like it'll just come back and and creep back in and that and I'm just like okay no like I this was years ago why am I thinking about this but mm-hmm. truly like I sympathize with people who deal with anxiety because it's I feel like it's downplayed it's like made it's become um where it's more made aware now than it was when I was going through it growing up because Mm -hmm. it nobody really talked about mental health issues and now it's so advertised almost yeah and um so which I'm very thankful for because it it's a serious it's a serious thing and I mean I was to the point where I was having to seek professional help and I was ridden to medication and I I just never really felt like I could escape that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that age specifically. I remember like middle school. You're just going through a lot you know and but and you don't know how to handle it because we're so young at that age Mm -hmm. and we've not experienced a lot of things and I feel like for me I can also like say that middle school was probably when I think of my schooling was one of the most difficult confusing times in my life because it's like who am I um and I mean you asked that question throughout like your whole life yes (laughs) that doesn't necessarily go away but what I mean is that you're getting into the point where maybe, like, like friendships, like, can become more hard. Like, relationships can just be more difficult than they were when you're in elementary school. Because you're not worried about what people think of you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like middle school is the first time where you maybe begin to kind of feel that way. And, and so, anyway, yeah, how were relationships for you, like, how dynamics, like, what, was that something that was also, like, that played into some of that anxiety in middle school? Um, as far as relationships go, I was always just very reserved. Um, not with like family or anything like that, but just opening myself up to get to know people or, you know, just letting them in. I feel like I was always just kind of like the shy, quiet, just stayed to yourself type of girl growing up during those ages. Um, um, it took me a while to just really kind of blossom into myself, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that, that just comes from just the feeling of being trapped inside of your own mind. Like you feel like your identity is masked by what you're going through, like the mm. just the constant like questions that that reign inside your mind, and just feeling like you can never escape and be your full self around people I don't know how else to to describe that but Mm. yeah yeah definitely well so around that time you know you touched on anxiety like what were were there other challenging things going on around that time definitely um I like I said I, I definitely went through a lot of just weird events just in tragic events that had happened to me at such a young age and some that some of it that my own family doesn't even know about Mm -hmm. and um it's 
is something that has grown me, which I'm so thankful for, but also it's something that I, I also just find myself just reflecting on as well throughout the years and um, how, how it's just molded who I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, in that, you know, you say you reflect now, like how did those times in your life help grow you or what are some things that it, it taught you? Um, that I definitely couldn't rely on my own strength Mm. to overcome this battle of, of anxiety and everything else that I was facing. And two, like I used to, I was given this ring in uh, middle school and it had the words fear not on it. And that to me was so significant because it was a constant reminder of, okay, I don't have to face this on my own. I, I would constantly be looking down at, at my thumb whenever I was just feeling anxious or if I was just having a bad day or whatever was going on, I would look down at that and that was a reminder of me like, okay, I can do this, you know, mm-hmm. which leads to now, like, so there's a verse in Isaiah 41.10, which is my life verse. It's, you know, do not fear for I am with you. And I actually have that tattooed on my forearm where that ring was where I used to wear that ring and so that's like something where I can look down and have that constant reminder and also look and see what I've overcome Mm. and um I had stopped taking medication in 2014. I finally, you know, said, Lord, like, I can't do this on my own. Like, I don't want to be this way for the rest of my life. I need your help. I need, I just need, I need to be released of this. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And <laughs> so. It's amazing. Yeah. So I. Uh, sorry. <laughs> hmm. I've just seen what this has done, not only for me, but to other people who are struggling with this too. Just know that you're not alone in this battle. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people who can encourage you, people who can speak truth and speak life to you. Mm. I cannot stress enough how important community is. Mm. Whether that be just your family or some friends you're close to, but I also want to encourage you to get connected to maybe a group or, you know, if you if you are involved in a church of some sort like don't be afraid to take that step because mm-hmm. I was and I was like no I don't need this I you know like I can handle this on my own mm-hmm. and it has shaped my life into something that's so beautiful yeah. and I've made just best friends out of the you know the people I was able to connect with so and also to like don't feel ashamed to seek help Mm, like that's yeah. what it's that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. I feel like God equips people with the knowledge to to help the you know uh, the, those that are in need with uh, mental health issues. Yeah, 
I love that. I think that is such a good word and a beautiful reminder for everybody. I mean, even thinking about what the last two years have looked like for so many with the pandemic and Mm -hmm. I'm sure mental health issues have only risen, you know, having to be isolated for so long. And thankfully for a while now, many people have gotten the opportunity to be with others again. Um, But I think it's easy to still try to figure out your issues on your own. And so I love just what you were saying about how important community is and whatever that looks like, you know, if, if you're spiritual and are a part of a church, that's awesome. If it's like your family or a friend, like no matter where you're at in life, remember that like, we're not meant to live alone. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we believe, Brittany and I believe that we were created to be in relationship with others. And I don't think that that just means that you're just having fun all the time and it's just like, oh, like I can, I can just go and do these fun things like go eat, drink at a brewery in Nashville and then at school. It's like, it also means like, it's not just when things are good, but it's when things are hard too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to admit that you need help. Yeah. Like whether that's just to someone to listen, um, or, you know, you might need actual professional help. Um, last year really, well, about at the end of 2020, and almost all of 2021, I, for the first time in my life, felt like I struggled with anxiety. And I, over the years, I never understood. I would meet people and have friends that said, yeah, I'm just like, anxiety just really like cripples me and it's hard and, um, or I struggle with this. And, and I just never understood. And Mm -hmm. I can now say that I, I do empathize with those that have felt anxiety. Um, and, you do feel so bogged down and you do feel alone, but that's a lie. Like that's not true. Like Mm -hmm. you're saying, you know, to anyone who's listening, like if you're struggling with that, you're not alone. Like even if it looks different, different people have faced different forms of anxiety and, and we can come together, you know, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm so thankful for the way specifically God's given you so much victory and confidence in the fact that you don't have to feel shame of what you've dealt with and experienced with and and you know I'm in counseling right now and it's it is what I've needed for like a long time now and it's so good and I'm the type of person that wants to be strong and wants to appear that I don't I'm not in need of help but man that's just like a miserable way to live because you're just gonna like keep trying to muster up the strength to get through your days yeah and you're gonna keep being exhausted at the end of every day and you're it's just gonna get worse and worse until it implodes and you know it could get really bad and it's scary but taking that step to say I need help whatever that looks like calling a friend seeking out a place to help for like therapy or whatever like oh man like how much freedom that brings and I feel like I'm finally at a place where like I feel more like myself and I think that that's really been a lot because I'm talking to more people about my anxiety Mm -hmm. and I'm going to counseling and and I'm also, you know, for me personally, I'm giving it to the Lord more <laughs> and admitting, admitting my fears and my struggles and my want for control and how if I'm not in control, it makes me feel crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, 
I think everything you said was so encouraging and I'm encouraged by it. And I know you've been through so much and I'm thankful. It's nice to see that people can't overcome it. You know, the fact that you, man, that was such a dark time, but look at where you're at now. Not that you're perfect. Not that, not that you don't ever struggle with anxiety, but it doesn't have a hold on you like it once did. And that's so beautiful. Yeah. And also too, I just want our listeners to know that don't ever feel like you're a burden to somebody Mm. by sharing what's inside. I think that's something that I had to learn the hard way because for me, it was so much easier to open up to a complete stranger that had an unbiased relationship with me than it was to open up to someone, you know, like my family um, or a close friend. But they want to help you carry that burden. They want to help you carry that cross. And that's, you know, just what we're called to do as well. But mm-hmm. so don't don't ever feel like you can't do that. You, can, you can't reach out to your own social circle because yeah. you can. Exactly. Yes. And the last thing I'll say about that is I think when we choose to not allow someone in, it robs that person of the opportunity to listen and mm-hmm. to be a good friend. And that's a disservice to that person, whether they're aware of it or not. You know, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, yeah, I love that. That's really good. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that, Brittany. I, yeah, I'm, I'm super encouraged and, and I'm thankful for where you're at now and, and all the things that, that God's doing in your life. Be on the lookout next week for my part two episode with Brittany. We'll talk worship and music and both share about ways in which worship music has taught us more about ourselves and who we are and about who God is. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to Abbeyats so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Thank you so much for listening.